What's up, Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween fans? It is your host, Eddie Monster, and I need a huge, huge favor from all of you. That's right. We need your help. We need your votes. We need five-star reviews. It helps the show get noticed. It helps the show get more sponsors to be able to continue on and to keep doing what we do. So it would be greatly appreciated if you could head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and please rate the show with five stars. It would be so, so appreciated by everybody here at Eddie's Wonderful World of Horror, which brings you Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween as well as Eddie's Countdown to Halloween. So any vote is greatly, greatly appreciated, or I should say any rating is greatly appreciating, especially if it's five stars, because you guys kick ass, horror kicks ass, and let's keep it kicking ass. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? From the prime time, bitch! Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. They're coming to get you, Barbara. This has When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. last year's release of Halloween Ends, a lot of us gave David Gordon Green a pretty hard time. I know I wasn't completely satisfied with how his Halloween trilogy had ended, although I've kind of come to grips with it a year later. But I was willing to give him another chance because this time... Film one of the new Exorcist trilogy that David Gordon Green has done has finally been released into theaters. And surprisingly, and probably a very smart move, but they moved the release of the Exorcist, the Believer, to October 6th instead of its original date of October 13th due to the fact that Taylor Swift was going to sweep at the box office. So without further ado, today we are checking out The Exorcist Believer. Don't be scared. We've met before. Are you looking for Reagan? Are you looking for Reagan? He burns in hell! Reagan's What do you think evil is? I'll tell you what I think it is. 
We're born in this world with hope and dreams and a desire to be happy. Dad? Something's going on with my daughter. No! No! It's happening to my daughter, too. The devil has one wish. Wherever those girls went, they brought something back with them. <laughs> to make us lose faith. I believe you can help get our daughters back. Kill it in us. And the devil never gives up. She knows who I am. Where's the other girl? What you're doing here is dangerous. People have died on both sides of possession. Come on, come back to us, okay? If you don't make it, I don't make it. Mama! What is it, baby? I can't, I can't do you. Baby, I'm right here. I don't want to go to hell. God, play that trick on you. There are two heartbeats. Is it working? They're beating in sync. Be strong. What did you do? One girl lives, one girl dies. You get to choose. You've been warned. Spoiler alert. So this is my honest reaction after leaving the movie theater because that's where I just came from to record this episode of The Exorcist Believer, which apparently takes place, what, 50 years, I think, after the original, I believe. And one of the cool things is Ellen Burstyn uh, makes an appearance as Chris McNeil that's right, the mother of Reagan. And, uh, yeah, so the film follows, at first, we get this story that follows this character called Victor Fielding, who him and his wife are in Haiti. She's pregnant. Um, you know, she gets a blessing from, uh, you know, from a, a priestess, a high priestess, I believe. And, unfortunately, there's an earthquake in Haiti, and... She ends up passing away, and the daughter lives. The father had to kind of make a, a sacrifice. You know, do I save my wife or do I save my daughter kind of thing. And we're led to believe, you know, that he chose his daughter ultimately. Uh, but anyway, so then it fast forwards 13 years later, and Victor Felding's daughter, Angela, is obviously 13. She's played by Lydia Jewett. And one day after school, Lydia... And Olivia O'Neill, who plays Catherine, decide that after school, they're going to go somewhere. Because they're going to do what every dumb kid who's obsessed with the dead and talking to the spirits does. And they try to conjure something. The only problem is that the kids go missing. They're not seen for three days. And then they show up. And all hell begins to break loose, challenging every belief that Victor Felding has, as well as Catherine's parents, um, who are played by Jennifer Nettles and Norbert Leo Butts, who plays Tony. 
So it's this battle to the end to try to figure out what can we do to save our daughters because obviously now we have to believe they're possessed. I mean, at first, Victor just thinks maybe his daughter is just gone mentally deranged, you know, stuff like that, and that's what they're thinking. But then all of a sudden, uh, a nurse named Anne, who's played by Anne Dowd, uh, believes in something else, and it's an encounter with Angela that changes her mind. We find out from Anne that she herself has a past and that she was once going to be a nun, but then she left the convent, became pregnant, you know, had a miscarriage. But it was a detail that Angela told her in this film that got Anne to believe your daughter is possessed. Both of them are possessed. So, of course, she goes to a priest. But instead of just having a priest, the key to the battle here that Anne and the others begin to figure out, and that's thanks to Chris McNeil, because Chris McNeil's really brought in, and, man, poor Chris McNeil gets her eyes stabbed out with the cross. Now, you remember in the original Exorcist, Reagan takes the cross and puts it into you know her you know what, uh, but this time around the demon knows that she hasn't seen Reagan in years, so that's the big thing. Is that they explain what's happened in the meantime, and in the meantime, it's Chris had eventually gone so crazy from the, from the idea of the exorcism that she begins studying every religion. And what every religion's reaction um, or every religion's form of exorcism is. And she releases a book based on her experiences and stuff like that. Reagan, of course, gets mad and refuses to talk to her mom. And her mom has no idea where she is because Reagan has dropped off the face of the earth. Right? So after getting her eyes punctured out, she tells them... Basically, that it's not going to take just one priest to do this. You need to get everybody together. So that's everybody in the group's beliefs, right? So now we know that, you know, Victor spent some time in Haiti. So he grabs kind of one of those, the high priestess sort of person, I believe. I, I could be wrong as to what she was, uh, as well as... The you know the evangelist kind of pastor or Baptist pastor I don't know uh, as well as the Roman Catholic priest and they all get together and they have this powwow right at the end um, where they basically battle the demons that are inside these two childs. Now one of the things that I thought was kind of was kind of I didn't. <sighs> It was one of those things that I kind of should have seen coming, right? And you're sitting there and you're like, so the demon, which is in both of them, looks at the parents and basically says, you have to make a choice. It's me or her who lives and who dies, which is such a crazy thing to pin two different parents against each other. Now, as I said, spoiler alert, right? So if you don't want to hear anymore, you know, turn away. 
But the selfishness of one, right, after one has claimed he won't choose, the selfishness of another makes it look like he's got the victory, right? They've expelled the demons out of him. Or at least that's what you think. But then the one that you think has lived and the other one has died, it switches. Right? And I liked kind of how they did it. You know, where it was like, it, it's almost like these uh, zombie-like demons from, from underneath that kind of uh, that take her. Because Catherine is, you know, is back where she was before. Because remember, they went into like this weird like underground thing where they tried to summon these spirits. And of course, that's where their spirit, their real selves were left. So it's that whole idea that she's back and she's like, oh my God, I can hear them calling for me. She goes to like try to leave and the demons go, oh no, 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 no. We chose you. And they take her and they expel Angela. So Angela ends up living, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. But it was something I should have seen coming right from the get-go. And I don't know why I didn't. Now, after I've explained this story and what's happened, obviously you're wondering about my reaction to The Exorcist. And it's hard to really give because I... I hate it when I leave a theater and I don't know how I feel about a film because that's usually not a good thing, right? I liked it. I liked the story. I loved the acting. I thought all those things were great. Some of the uh, special effects they do I thought were great. It's the story that I, I'm sort of kind of hung up on because, one... At least with Halloween, Halloween was very predictable, right? At the end of that Hollow of that first Halloween 2018, you knew Michael Myers was coming back. They weren't going to make three Halloween films with him automatically being done by the end of the first one. So you knew there was something that was going to happen in the second one, right? Same thing with Halloween Kills. You knew something was going to happen and he would be back in Halloween Ends. My question going forward is, what is the payoff for having all these things already figured out and to have the movie end the way it did? Because what's going to be the story heading into number two and then obviously number three? You know what I mean? And that's where I'm kind of hung up on. Is where is this going to go, you know, from this, from here on out? So it was a little, I was a little taken aback by that fact with with the story. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, I liked it. And I liked the story and I liked how it developed. And I, I loved how the movie was paced. But there were some things I was just like, yeah, all right. You know, I thought the the demons could have been a little more wicked than they were, even though they did pretty good. I'm not going to lie. They did pretty good. Um, you know, and that cross to the eyeballs thing was definitely out of nowhere. 
you're going to get the neck twist, but not in the sense or the way that you think. I'm going to leave that up to you guys to see. And there's also a surprise at the end that I'm going to leave for you guys to see for yourselves. Now, whatever, right? You want to talk about Linda Blair? That's that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. She's an interesting person, let me tell you, to say the least. But at, in the end of this, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, right? Because... I'm just confused as to where they're going to go. Other than that, if this was a one and done, right, I would say, all right, it was a cool film. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I wasn't bored. I did enjoy the film. But to know that there are going to be two other films released after this, that's where it gets me. And it says, where's the payoff, sir? Because you've got to set something up. In order for it to pay off in the end. And I'm wondering what that payoff is. Because you never create a story. And not have it finished properly. Right. It just ends up being too dumb. And we you know. And I'm hazy on. on You know when it came to the original three. You know the Exorcist. Exorcist 2. The Heretic. Uh, and then Exorcist 3. The Heretic. Or, or whichever one that was. Um. I'm hazy on the second one, but I loved the third one for what it was, and I loved the first one for what it was, and I liked how they were kind of their own stories, but they were tied in the same, like the same universe. And I'm wondering if that's what he's going to do with, you know, David Gordon Green, if that's what his idea and his ultimate plan is to somehow have three different stories but it's all tied in the same universe right and would it be predictable to say the least if exorcist of the of if his next exorcist film was exactly like the second exorcist film would that be a little too much i don't know maybe uh i tried looking on you know rotten tomatoes and stuff it's not a good grade so the critics are giving it out of 176 reviews it's basically been given a 23%, which means it bombed, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And then the audience is halfway. They're 55%. So it's one of those things that you're going to see. It's either they loved it or they hated it. Um, and, and I feel like that's a thing. So let me read some of these reviews. I want to read a good one and a bad one. So the good one was, the movie was not dragging or boring action from beginning to the end. I definitely love the fact that the directors included two victims instead of the normal one. Okay, I get it. Uh, Another sort of good one. I would have liked for both little girls had stayed possessed. Also, if they showed more scenes of what they did out in the woods, that would have helped also. They went from being possessed to the exorcism too fast. Okay. Now let's read a bad one. This is a half a star. Boring, slow moving, not scaring at all. Acting was bad. Two hours of my life, I'll never get back. Can't compare to the original. Okay, here's my problem with this review. Yeah, definitely does not compare to the original. But I'm sorry to tell you. But I remember watching The Exorcist for the first time. And being like, this did not scare me at all. 
So if the first exorcist didn't scare me, none of them were going to scare me at all. And this just follows in that next line. This one definitely did not scare me as well. So that's just my belief in that one. Yeah, that's always been my big thing with, with the Exorcist films is that I've never thought they would be scary. I mean, even this one, four stars, thought it would be scarier. Yeah, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Uh, here's a two-star, I expected much more, sure. Another one, four stars, great cinematography, good storyline. Was really hoping for the Linda Blair cameo. Jumped two or three times. Okay. Um, I don't know where you jumped because I didn't jump. Great cinematography, absolutely. Yes, great cinematography. Good storyline. I have to agree with it. Uh, this one, one and a half stars. There was nothing about this movie I liked. It was slow, boring, and not the least bit scary. Again, I don't think these films are very scary. Uh, this person obviously gave it five stars. It was scary. That's what I hoped for. Congratulations. Uh, another one, I loved it. Thought it was great. Best I've seen in a while. Yeah, all right. Um, this person gave it three stars. Slow moving, cheesy lines, parts that weren't necessary in the scene and were boring. Having returning actors got it to three stars, but I would have preferred they played a more substantial part. I could agree with that. I would have loved to have seen more of Chris McNeil for sure. Um, I can't disagree with that. But uh, cheesy lines. I mean, I don't. I thought the the writing was good. The writing was really good. Um, yeah, of course there were parts that kind of could have been could have been chopped. <coughs> but other than that, I I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, half a star here. Long, drawn out, boring. Very very few surprising moments. The special effects were okay. Diving close to the original. As far as acting, scary scenes. Two, that's it. Two. Rather than watch this save month rather than watch this, save some money and rent the original instead. Yeah, the original's a classic. Everybody fucking knows that. Okay. This could make or break David Gordon Green somewhere down the line, I have to admit. This could make or break him. Um just because I think whether this film is successful or not is going to dictate the rest of the three. Um, I don't know if I believe that if it bombed, would they cancel the rest of the series? Oof, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's even, ah, uh, I would find that hard to believe, but then again, you never know. I got this one critic review here that I thought best describes, I think, how I feel. This is from uh, Alyssa Wilkerson. She's from Vox, or yeah, V-O-X, whatever you want to say. She goes, as a film, it's at best serviceable, stronger in its world building than its climatic exorcism, and nowhere near as unnerving as the original. I think that best kind of describes where I'm at. I mean, Richard Roper hated it. He said the buildup to the dual exorcism is so terrible it's almost funny. He gave it 1.5 stars out of 4. Um, yeah. I decided for quick fun to see what Roger Ebert gave it. 
Uh, Roger Ebert, remember, gave the original film uh, back in 1973. He gave it four stars. That's the original thing he said, and you know, he said a, a ton of things. You know, like uh, Friedrich, uh, Friedkin's film is about a 12-year-old girl who either is suffering from a severe neurological disorder or perhaps has been possessed by an evil spirit. Friedkin has the answers. The problem is that we doubt he believes them. You know what I mean? Um, saying that the Exorcist is one of the most powerful ever made. Our objections, our questions occur in an intellectual context after the movie has ended. During the movie, there are no reservations, but only experiences. We feel shock, horror, nausea, fear, and some small measure of dogged hope. Right? That's what he said about the original. Now, apparently, Ebert's still doing reviews here. And uh, he says, The Exorcist Believer is a pretty good movie that's so stuffed with characters and not quite developed ideas that you may come away from it thinking about what it could have been instead you know what i mean like i can't disagree with him so there you go that's the ebert who um by the way gave this one two and a half stars um so yeah obviously you guys are looking for a grade because i'm gonna wrap this up and in the end i'm giving this one a b plus i think that's where i'm at with this one um i don't know if that's how i'm gonna feel later on about it but for right now I believe it's a B plus. I think it's got a decent story. Um, I just have to agree. I think there's so much that could have been, and how is it going to lead into the next two? We'll just have to wait and see. 